Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always fright. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show that is on Earth. It is time for Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode, where not only do we have a film pick of 13 Ghosts from 2001, directed by Steve Beck, but it, because of the mad monkey that we have this pick, he is back tonight, and we're going to be talking to him in just a second. But as always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Ghoul Geek Keith. Hello, 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 everybody. What is going on tonight? The fuck is this? Big stick on my floor. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't tell you. <laughs> I was not there. I don't know. You know what it is? It's something from the rabbits. Okay? The, the three bun buns. Oh, okay. Hippity hoppy in around. I guess they uh, they tossed this branch out of their, uh, their, their, their enclosure. Fuckers are getting big. <laughs> All right. Find those fucking things. All right, and like I just said, the bad monkey is back. He's the Prince of Mamora's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skip Funky with a monkey. Welcome back. Yes, hey there, Fright fans. This is the Mad Monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rebuild Teacher Clinic, where I have come back from my sabbatical. Yes, let me tell you, my chi has been, been aligned. I've had a four-wheel alignment on my chakras. I'm ready to go because it all feels exactly fucking the same. But here I am back with my, my lovely co-host, the Talking Terror Crew. What's up, Listen, man. Stop, stop <laughs> lying. Stop lying. You know you went to that freaking retreat where it was all about praying the gay away and all of that, man. It's okay, monkey. We get it. Uh, it was about that praying the gay fun. away. No, it really was. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm able to, like, do my bowel movements a lot easier now. I don't know what they were doing in my sleep or something about some special medication, but something down there is working a little bit better. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but we're, let's just leave it at that for right now and moving on. <laughs> yeah, I got some of the best blows of my life that summer. That was great. I mean, they went all the way in. I mean, I was praying the gateway all right, right out my dick. <laughs> right out the dick. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> right out the dick. Forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, there was a lot of Jesus, I'll tell you that much. There was also a lot of Jose's and a lot of Manuel's. That was a great summer, I'm telling you. <laughs> but, yes, we are, we are glad to have you back. So catch us up. Aside from uh, praying the game, what, uh, what was it like for you the month that you had off? Did you catch any movies? Did you see anything that you liked that you want to talk about? Oh, um, well, I had my son up for the summer, and we went out and did some stuff. We both, uh, one cool thing was we went out a couple times and did kayaking for for the very first time for both of us, so that was cool. Um, nothing white water or nothing like that, just, you know, plain old <laughs> calm shit. But then we, when we weren't going out on our day trips of hiking and stuff like that, uh, we spent the summer catching him up with 80s coming-of-age movies. So we did things like Summer Rental, The Great Outdoors, Summer School, One Crazy Summer. Uh, Then we did all the John Hughes movies, 
followed by gross point blank. <laughs> and what he walked away nice. with it is <laughs> what he yeah. walked away from this was 80s movies had the best soundtracks. And why not the fuck would anyone? <laughs> and why would anyone not pick Ducky? <laughs> is what he walked away with this shit. <laughs> Well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I Ducky was never viable. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I hate John Cryer to begin with. The only movie he did good was Hiding Out. Have you not seen Two and a Half Men? I can tell you exactly why not to pick Ducky. Oh, oh my God, no way. In Two and a Half Men, you want to fucking kill him. Like, don't watch it if you, you know if you think you like John Cryer, because after that show, you want to fucking shoot him in the face. Oh. Good old, Al, good old Alan, man. I'll be perfectly honest. You know what? I love the shit. I love the shit out of that show until they decided to, you you know, go their separate ways with Charlie. You know, and I tried. I tried with Ashton Kutcher, but I just couldn't do it. And you know, I just found it so ridiculous because, I mean, the reality is this: you literally have, you know, you picked Charlie Sheen for the role because of his Mm -hmm. past history and knowing that he's He's Charlie Sheen. As that character. So who is he when he plays that character? Well, he's nobody but himself. He's Charlie fucking Sheen. And what do you guys do? You get mad at him for being Charlie Sheen. It's like you fucking you had all that success all those years, and then you're like, oh, you know what, man? We can't actually have you do it. It's like, what the fuck was that? Did you um? Did you ever see the recent video of Charlie Sheen drunk at the drive-in, the drive-thru? Like the restaurant? No. No, no, I don't know. No. Charlie can, Sheen after the fucking time. If I can find it, I will have to shit. send it to you. It's the fucking greatest. There's these two people at a drive-thru, and then all of a sudden they see Charlie Sheen just fucking running around the parking lot, and they're like, oh my god, Charlie Sheen. And he walks over, he's like, hey, yeah, I'm Charlie. He goes, sorry, I'm so fucked up. And they're like, what? what's the matter? He goes, sorry, I'm fucked up. And then they're like, well, well that's a cool tattoo you got on your chest. What do you got on your chest? He fucking rips his shirt off, and he goes, that's my tattoo. Yeah, check out this other one. Go fucking Cubs, man. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's my agent over there. He's a dick. And the agent's like, Charlie, please get in the car. He's like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Charlie Sheen. Like, this guy. <laughs> you know. you're, you're going to McDonald's at 2 o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, Charlie Sheen walks up to your fucking car and he's like, hey, I'm Charlie. I'm like, get the fuck in, man. We're going partying. <laughs> Just like We're going to go find a White Castle, man. Like <laughs> What's that? Is this old or recent? Like, what is it? It was recent that I saw it on YouTube. It was on one of their, like, on their pages. And it just mm-hmm. popped up and it said Charlie Sheen drunk. And it was just the guy fucking filming from a drive-thru. And Charlie's just walking around and talking to people in their cars. Sorry, I'm fucked <laughs> up, man. I was like, that's fucking so cool. <laughs> and I guess you got, got the AIDS. You got nothing else to lose at this point, man. You know, the only thing you could do is take your cocktail and just continue to get fucked up. I, that's what I yes. would do. Yeah. You know, fuck it. I would never look back. I would just, you know, just the amount of girls he must fuck every night and drink. I would just live that lifestyle. All the cocaine, <laughs> you know, Emilio's not going to do it for you, so you might as well. He's not interested in the blow. He, just, he wants to wait for another Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> well, they got the TV series or whatever supposedly coming out to uh, Disney Plus. He's got his finger crossed for that one. You know, I'm sure he wants to come back as Gordon Bombay and pass it off the pace. Like we talked about, that's the way to do it. But we'll see. I mean, Please, I want to see Gordon Bombay back. Okay, I want Charlie Conway back. Let's go. Do it. Please, Disney. Please. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to get Goldberg back. You know, I mean, he's a wreck right now. But I mean, you know, they could try. Uh, give the kid a shot. You know what? 
We, we all <laughs> we all make mistakes, okay? We all do. I mean, he got thin. I'll say that. I mean, whatever he did, working for him, you know. But uh, uh, you know, see he goes back for money back. Yeah, I mean, that'll do you. That'll do it, bro. You know. Yeah, I just I <laughs> welcome him in heavyweights. That was a guy that you go to if you needed food at that fucking workout camp. Fuck the Tony Perkins system. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. Now, 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 shifting gears. I was a Julie the Cat fan. New- <laughs> <laughs> but just because New Mutants is finally out, it, it made seven million dollars in its opening weekend, and I wanted to ask the ghoul: Did you go see New Mutants, or are you waiting because of the situation? Well, I mean, it's not like, okay, I mean, for one thing, obviously, like I've said multiple times, you know, chances are, even with all their their, their claims of cleaning and all what they're going to do for these theaters, I still don't think I'm popping myself into a movie theater anytime soon. But regardless, it's not like I have a choice here in New Jersey. There are no movie theaters open still, um, even though AMC was all oh, set really? poised and ready to go. Uh, Mr. Murphy had decided to not allow it. I'm pretty sure gyms opened yesterday, so I'm not sure if theaters are included within that, but I don't know. We still had no movie theaters. Mm. Okay. So sad. Um, I could have went to Nash Mini, which would have been the closest theater that was open. Um, That's pretty far, I, <laughs> It's like an I, hour I drive, hour and change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like I got a hold of a copy. It's not the best copy, but I got a hold of a copy. I will be checking that out tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Chief. <laughs> um, yeah. well, you know again, how I feel about that, man. <laughs> Listen, man, you know how I feel on that, bro. And especially now, more than ever. You know, fucking movie theaters, they need all the help they can get. These films need all the help they can get. And what are you doing, Monkey? You're still pirating and buying bootleg copies off of fucking black fucking pirates, you know, from South Africa and shit. That's terrible. Hey, man, you, you got to go to the barbershop and do what you got to do if you can't make it to the movie theater. That's what I'm saying, man. So then you wait <laughs> for the damn digital release, man, and purchase that shit fucking legally. Who did you support when other it comes, than that dude's six kids? When it comes out, I will definitely be buying it. I know that, okay? Is I'm definitely going to be buying mm-hmm. it when it comes out. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i got to wait to see it. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. Monkey ain't going to rebuy that shit, man. Monkey's one cheap motherfucker. That's one thing I've learned over the last couple of years. <laughs> I, I am cheap, but you also know how I am about supporting New Mutants, man. Just because, again, it's one of my favorite titles of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this might be one that he actually does buy. And he doesn't fucking do Long John Beard fucking with it. He just pirate it. <laughs> just, just to paraphrase, man. You ain't buying no New Mutants, and you know it. You ain't buying no Disney movies. It's like you ain't never but met shit. no Marvel, King. Do, 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 you, do you have any idea how many Disney movies we actually own? The Diva is all about the Disney movies, man. We have a whole collection of that shit. Ask King. Because I always keep trying to lend them to him. He's like, nope, nope, it's Disney. Don't want to watch it. Nope, nope. And I'm like, come on, man, give it a shot. He's well, like, nope, it's Disney. Just like, don't don't want to watch I it. I believe to you. Yeah. I don't believe in childhood. I, we talked about Beauty and the Beast last Friday, monkey. You know how I feel about that Stockholm Syndrome of a fucking movie. I'm not watching it. And those poor fucking dinner plates that fucking got turned back into humans. The amount of therapy they're going to fucking need. 
Like, it's just that's yeah. me for you. <laughs> Haven't you yeah, figured but, out yeah, what last... the double cheese do, man? You know, the, the king and his brother both, you know? The one came out in a fucking three-piece suit with a briefcase, you know, ready to go and fucking go stump the fucking politi- the political scene down in Washington, D.C. And the fucking king came out of his mom's vajuju with a fucking cigarette in one hand, a beer in the other hand, and a fucking a Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> came out and I just said, this you, sucks. Can you put me back in? Mrs. G. Yeah. Oh my god, you have another baby boy. This sucks. Put me back in. Let me just ash ash real quick. Finish up this course. Came out talking like the kid from Roger Rabbit, you know? (laughs) Big fucking cigarette hanging out of my mouth. My brother's like, Have you heard about Donald Trump? He's gonna be the best president ever. See you in Washington, everybody. Who the fuck was that guy? Oh, that's his brother. Hey, hey oh, Dad, Jesus. I think Reagan's going to give us some new tax breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slapping a fucking yeah, Reagan button on his chest. On his yeah, but seriously, like, last you know, Friday. He's got to catch a sketch in a Fisher Price <laughs> fucking, you know, cash register. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, but last Friday, Andy and I uh, had this big, huge conversation about how Beauty and the Beast is just one long movie about Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yes, and it's it just is. How, it's just how Belle never really fell in love. She just eventually just gave into the settled. syndrome and was like, "Hey, he's actually not that bad. He's only be keeping me captured in this castle for you know six months. My dad's damn near That's dying. True. I had to sit there and do a trade up. Sure, things aren't what are that you bad here." About? <laughs> She saw something there that she hadn't seen before. Okay, she totally <laughs> fell in love with him. Yeah, a room of abused fucking furniture and dinner plates. They all have chips and scars in them because Beast likes to fucking throw down like the Hulk every time he gets a little pissed off. And she's like, you know what? Well, that's sexy. I-, I like a man that commands a room like he does. <laughs> it, it was all about the fur, dude. It was all about the fur and the little bones. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the talking no. furniture and shit, dude, that all had to do with the fucking hallucinogenics he was feeding her, you know? So he's the <laughs> first thing that started fucking giving her. <laughs> he had to keep her docile. <laughs> you know? Couldn't keep her in a coma. Like, <laughs> like, like fucking Midsommar. They just kept drugging him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so every day he just got more and more sexy. And she's like, you know what? I don't even mind the fur anymore. I want to see what that dick do. He's like, whoa, well, Disney. Well, maybe that's the parable there. Maybe Midsommar and Beauty and the Beast are like one and the same. And that whole bear sequence at the end is really what Belle was seeing as the beast, you know? <laughs> just this man supposed to a bear suit wearing a fucking colonial jacket. Kill me. Oh, you're so sexy. Talk dirty to me. Please. She thinks Fail he's me. throwing a fit. You know, the reality is he's just trying to fucking escape. <laughs> yeah, Why do you keep trying to go out the window? You're so funny. Tell me more about your day. Like, no, got to get away from her. Crazy, man. Do you feel held? Leave her to guest on. Do you feel held? Guest like, on. Really, really yeah. held? <laughs> Jesus. Um, That's what they like. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> Now, King, um, also you and I talked about on the side about apparently Troma has gotten themselves in trouble, kind of, sort of, on YouTube. YouTube thinks they should be in trouble. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Because Troma had all their movies on YouTube for many, many years. 
for free, where you can watch any of their catalog. I mean, they started doing Troma Now, um, which is where you'd have to pay for it, you know, if you wanted to see some of the content. But then YouTube one day just said, huh, what's this Troma channel? What, what's this shit about? And they're like, oh, it's fucking terrible. It's gore and nudity, and I don't want this shit, so we're going to remove that entire channel. Doesn't matter. It's gone. Deal with it. So Lloyd's like, what, what the fuck, YouTube? Yeah. Like, We've been up for years. You're just noticing it now? It's ridiculous. And and oh. they had over 850,000 subscribers to their channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like they so had It's not five. like it was a dead like, channel. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a lively channel. And they YouTube decided after years of being up, they're like, yeah, nah, take it off. I was like, I don't know who made that decision, but wow. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you who it is, man. Welcome to the new regime, dude. It's the same people that oh, are censoring yeah. Facebook and fucking everything else. This is what it's all about. This is what the, uh, the, the, the new, new normal order. is going to be. <laughs> Why, uh, yeah. Not for, for any of the shit that we got going on, man, because it's really all about squashing our fucking rights in every which way. Both sides suck. <laughs> <laughs> God, so true. I was like, we are living in that fucking Genesis Land of Confusion video now. Like, it's not a fucking video anymore. It's reality, man. <laughs> the fingers on the button. Yeah. <laughs> man, if only it was that easy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it is not. I don't think it'll ever be that easy. Um, but just so they asked to do a trauma. Uh, so I wanted to get into some things I want to talk about tonight. But at the top, because we have a little bit of time, of course. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this first, and that is Chadwick Boseman. At the age of 43, passed away due to colon cancer that he had been suffering from since 2016. If you don't know who Chadwick Boseman is, and you should, that's Chala, the Black Panther from the MCU, among other movies that he did, like Jackie and, and uh, many, many others. But fucking hard hit, man. Jackie Robinson, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking no, about James, the James Brown movie he was in. Not, not, yeah, Jackie Robinson and the James Brown movie he was in, but yeah. Yeah, Hard hit, get man. on up. I don't know. I don't know the, uh, get Brown. on up. That's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he hit it for four years and he didn't tell a soul and he was trying to do these interviews and people were like, oh, look, it's Crack Panther. Look at all this weight that he lost. And then he passes away and then you find out that he hit it. It made it even worse. But so like you guys, and I'm going to get to you, is seeing all these kids out there paying tribute to Wakanda forever and just paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman as Shala. I mean, I, I don't think I've cried ever so hard watching some of these kids pay tribute to the Black Panther in the way they did. Because it goes to show you that this, this had an impact. It's not just a movie. It's a character that inspired a lot of kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go, go ahead, Ghoul, because I know you have strong feelings about this one. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, obviously Wakanda forever on that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, with the the Black Panther you know, meant so much to obviously the the comic book community and the MCU community in general. But what it meant to the you know the the African American and and African culture people in general, whether you're from Britain, Australia, you know where, wherever you might be. Um, it was huge, you know. It's a, it's a film, you know, yeah. about a hero who is a, a strong, strong character, a strong role model with amazing values, you know. And, and it, it was just, it, 
it was fantastic as a film, and it was so great to see it so accepted and so embraced, um, you know, during, the, to, during everything to do with the MCU. You know, you look at some of the other films, the films that have bombed, and this easily could have went that way. And there were so many people I remember talking originally when, when Black Panther first came out, and people were like, oh, oh well, it's, you know, it's all this and it's all that. It was, it, it's an, I remember somebody telling me literally, they were like, yeah, it's an anti-white movie. You know what? No, 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 it's not. It's actually just a fucking <laughs> incredible story. So you can watch the movie and take whatever the fuck you want from it, but it's definitely not one of those things. Um, as far as Chadwick himself, yes. I mean, his four-year battle with it, it's not that he hit it. You know, the fact is, is it was just it's a private battle, and that's how he kept it. Yeah. It is a testament to who he is as a person that all the people that he surrounded himself with – Everybody kept it quiet. He never had a thing to say, even when he was getting insulted about, you know, his weight loss and his look. And people, like you said, were saying shit like Crack Panther and stuff like that. You know, he could have come out at any one of those moments and just been like, listen, you know, I'm dealing with this. And that's that. He could have made it a big public outcry. He could have, you know, garnered all kinds of attention for it. You know, but he chose not to. And, you know, if you read up on how he was as a performer, I had shared with you guys that the whole thing from uh, Ryan Coogler, you know, and just reading Mm -hmm. what Ryan had had spoken about Chadwick and Chadwick's work ethic and what it was like to actually, you know, to watch him perform and to watch him grow and to watch him to take, you know, Coogler's vision and take this character and form this entire, entire thing out of it like that killed me like I was just in just an utter mess of tears just reading that um you know so then yes of course obviously seeing these children just all over all around the world you know just just paying homage to it and just people in general with it you know so so definitely man uh you know R.I.P. King of Wakanda man Chadwick you know thank you thank you for what you brought thank you for being an awesome person monkey, yeah. I know like, amazing and seeing a lot of the background photos and Things that he did offset and onset, but um, Monkey, you know, what are your thoughts on on the passing of Chadwick Boseman? Well, same thing with uh, everything that the ghouls said, but also the fact that he actually took, you know, what 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 was considered by a lot of people, you know, a, a B list comic book, and they went and took it and gave it a you know a list a list budget, a list actors, and turned it into the phenomenal movie that they did, you know, and totally turning it around and bringing. Black Panther from the backside of Marvel up to the forefront of being an important character in the entire MCU was a big, huge thing. And I was, like the ghoul said, I was totally expecting this movie to bomb. Like, I was expecting this movie to just fucking disappear. And I was yeah. just, like the, like, like the ghoul, I was shocked at how many people welcomed this movie with open arms. And, yeah, like you said, unfortunately, we did have some backlash from some assholes. You know, it's like, you know, it's not anti- anti-white movie. It's a movie that takes place in a land where, you know, <laughs> the native people are black, We're and that's okay. We're not the fucking Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're scared of this. Yeah. Welcome to the rest of the world, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and they took that and made it a very important part of the MCU, and I thought that was just so cool that there were so many people that welcomed it and embraced it. Yeah, really true. You know, and, and it's and, and it's funny because even here in Pennsylvania, uh, where I am, when I go to work, uh, I drive a worker up to Reading, and they have billboards on the highway 
saying Wakanda forever and having a big picture of Chadwick Boseman and the years that he oh, was shit, alive for real? in the past. Huh? Yeah, yeah, right on 222, and then uh, up in Reading area, they do have a couple billboards uh, that light up with Wakanda forever, Chadwick Boseman. So I just thought that was so fucking cool, like to see that. That's cool. Of course, I'm I'm driving. I can't take a picture of it, but yeah, it's, it's cool if you're up in that area in the Pennsylvania area. Why? That's safe and Very responsible. Cool. <laughs> not, uh, not when he has a Just quick breaking news, man. I do have to say, uh, uh, The Go Rock ahead. and his entire family have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Well, not The Rock. Yeah, what? The Rock and his whole family. What the hell are they doing? Oh, he's the great one. He, he can't. He's immune to it. Like he can't, uh, oh, you know. shit! Oh, my tits. Sorry. A <laughs> bit. Not that. That's, that's fine, yes. I'm sure The Rock and his family, I wish them the best. I hope that they all recover. You know, the recovery rate is actually kind of good. So I wouldn't worry all that much. As long as nobody has underlying conditions, they should be okay over there. The reason why I said shit on my tits is because I just found out that, uh, I mean, maybe you guys knew this. Maybe this was part of your news. I've been working all day, so I had no fucking idea, man. You would think I, being that I have a phone, I would catch shit like this. But The Mandalorian is going to be on Disney Plus in fucking October 30th, season two. What? I I didn't know. I don't follow that, so I wouldn't know. But, hey, monkey, monkey surprise. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome as shit. <laughs> okay, thank you. so see, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one excited here. You know, like I said, shit on my tits. Yeah, well, yeah monkey's chicky. penis is burst out of his fucking pants. Chicky nuggies forever, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the green thing and, and the other guy. Helmet man. Stop being a dick. Oh, good God. <laughs> it's, it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> Helmet Man and Little Green Man in the series. I watch that. It's, ba- it's Baby Yoda and you know it, motherfucker. <laughs> it's Lone I, Wolf and Cub, That's all it is. It's Lone it's, Wolf and Cub. It's and it's, it's a child. It's not Baby Yoda. Please stop calling it Baby Yoda, people. <laughs> no, Monkey just did. Yep. Got to take yep. away his fan badge. Take it away. He doesn't deserve it. That's fine. I've called the baby Yoda, too. Are you going to take me away by Chicky Nuggies, too? (laughs) I'll take your Chicky Nuggies. Stop saying fucking Chicky Nuggies. You're a grown-ass man. (laughs) I know where you live, Monkey. Don't make me come over there and smack the shit out of you for saying Chicky Nuggies. Or Chalky Milk. Don't say that either. No. No. Don't say what? Chalky Milk? Yeah, don't say Chalky Milk. (laughs) I know. Chicken nuggets and chalky milk. It's like the chalkboard fucking oh. scratches in my ears. No, it's it's so, a, it's a thing with the the child. Okay, there's a there's a whole long thing with the child in chicken nuggies. Okay, King. <laughs> I know. I've seen it. I'm tired of it because there's so many fucking people on Facebook who are like, "Oh man, they're wearing rules." I'm like, yeah, nerds. I'll be over here with my fucking nerds. nerds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, nerds. I'm a nerd in a different way, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like to say there's stuff. No t- there's no chainsaws. It sucks. <laughs> if there was, I'd never watch it. No chicky nuggets. Yeah. The master, motherfucker. That's right. If the Mandalorian grabbed the chainsaw and just started going to town on some people, I'd be like, you know what? Not bad. Thank you, Disney Plus. Like, this is what I want. a whole fucking other assortment of weaponry to go down, to go to town on people, not to go down on people. That would be weird. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. So what show are you watching? Yeah. No, that's a sexy Mandalorian. <laughs> Oh, that's a man. Enough about my hentai. <laughs> oh, that's a Mandalorian. 
That's it. That's it. That's of the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Amanda Banks or something. Amanda Warren. I'm just trying to make up names as I'm now. Hi, I'm Amanda Warren. Did you call? Yes, I did. <laughs> Give me your chicky <laughs> nuggies and I'll suck <laughs> your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you my what chicky show nuggies and my chalky. Let me show you my chalky <laughs> yeah. milk. Pour your chalky milk on my titties, Amanda Lorian. <laughs> Why is there a frog well, in Amanda there? Well, Amanda Lorian got the best of both worlds, huh? I know, right? That's her name, huh? Amanda Lorian. Duh. Holy shit. That's right. Amanda the show. Yeah. I watched that. And she's just sucking dick across the universe with chicky nuggies and chalky milk. And then there's a and weird the little fucking kid that's just jacking off all the time. And the kid. They would be and the dicky nuggies. Dicky nuggies. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Bukaki milk. Uh, yeah. Bukaki milk, there you go. Bukaki milk. milk. There we go. Booyah, look at this. Bird fencing as we go. There we go. Somebody's Bukaki milk. Somebody's building this idea for us. Yeah, it's all about fucking, fucking titty nuggets and fucking cocky milk. Bukaki oh, milk, yeah. We're gonna... I, thought, I thought you said Bukaki milk. I did say Bukaki milk. <laughs> okay, Bukaki milk. Has he never watched Bukaki an Asian milk porn before? Cocky milk other times. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It depends on what planet you're on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's like different dialects and shit yeah. like that. I don't know. You know That's right. Tub, it means that they're just going to shit on her. You know, I know my, my, my <laughs> cousin. That's what his, his mom would it's say. It's a shit word. You know? She'd be like, oh, oh Mikey, you got to make cocky? You know, you got to do cocky? We'd be like, what is cocky? <laughs> What? Meanwhile, what? he's 37 what? years old. Mark, I'm calling it that. I'm 37 years old. Oh, should be like an adult. Like 29, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown man, Ma. What do you want well, for dinner? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, then we have other parents that say, do you need to make? And I'm like, what the fuck is make? You know, do you need to make? It's like, I'm going to create. I'm going to create some shit, Ma. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to destroy your toilet, Ma. I'm going to pull it out of the bowl little figurines out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a whole new one of Star Wars figures on the top of your toilet. Ooh. No Star Wars, man. Star Wars are represented in the toy stores, man. You're talking, they had to be making Star Trek figurines, because that was the only way to get them. Oh, by forming your own shit. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So the Star Wars, that's what the Star Trek figures that mean. (laughs) All right, well, we have way off, Jack. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, but uh, it did right. throw me off, uh, though, with the, with all the t- talk about Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. Spirit stores are now open, finally, in Pennsylvania. But sadly, the one by you is, is not the one by us. Yeah. By me, anyway. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. But this still, is now hiring time and, run. Oh, jeez. But, <laughs> but it threw me off because I went in there, and there's hardly any Star Wars shit this year. It's, oh. It is. Man. <laughs> Well, it's just I wasn't sure about what I was going to wear for my costume at work, and then I changed my mind and came up with something else. But it threw me off because going into the spirit store, um, there's very, very little Star Wars stuff for adults. But they had some new they had some new um, spell summoning witch swag that was going on there. They had some new Friday the 13th gear. Uh, they 
brought, they still have the Ghostbusters shit from last last year, but and then this year they have a whole new line of Beetlejuice shit. They've got a whole bunch of Beetlejuice shit out there <laughs> in the Spirit Store this year. Lots, lots of little signs, lots of costumes. If you want to go as the wedding couple, you know, Beetlejuice, Lydia, whatnot. They even have a light up sign saying Beetlejuice here <laughs> with the arrow and shit like that. That's cool. I'm, so, I'd probably pick that up. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was just—it's just fascinating, like where where that comes into like the the public zeitgeist. You know, like I know the Beetlejuice Broadway show was canceled. Um, yeah. You know, it's like you would think at this point. I know there was, uh, you know, basically for the last couple of months, there's always the rumors that you know Michael Keaton is coming back. You know, I remember hearing that last year. Yeah. Michael Keaton is already talking oh, yeah. about going to be doing you know Beetlejuice <laughs> yeah. too. Like, is this one of those cases where they got excited and decided like, hey, we're gonna start producing this shit and we figure by now or next year we're going to definitely have Beetlejuice 2 or whatever coming out and uh, I don't think it's going to happen you know I don't know that's yeah, that's a good question Keeps come back as Batman I know that yeah it could be that you know I, I don't know I mean they they do put out a lot of Hocus Pocus shit every year and I think that's getting a sequel now or, or some kind yeah. of Disney Plus uh, uh, so, yeah. yeah well that I know, oh, it's, I know, covered it just last year or this year or whatever we covered it. I don't know, man. It was the first time last I ever watched the fucking movie. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, for a movie that, like, uh, you know, I never had seen, I really also never realized how popular this film actually is. There really are. There's a lot of people that are really into the into the Hocus Pocus film. Oh, yeah. I got yeah, those. yeah. Love it. Yeah, a, a, a lot of those. mothers and their daughters. It's a, it's a big movie for them. Um, but yeah, Again, like you I said, have five you know, younger definitely... sisters. Five, you know, like five dollar footlongs. I have five younger <laughs> sisters, and I don't remember into the any of them. Like I, re- I remember like Hocus Pocus coming out. I remember them kind of liking the movie at that time, but I don't remember it ever being a craze amongst them or any of their friends at all. Hmm. Okay. That's weird. I mean, well, I mean, you, I guess you got to be into it at that time. You got to be a little weird, a little offbeat. But um, since we're talking about that, there is one thing I had in horror news, which is a company called Vixen uh, by this woman named Micheline Pitt. She reached an agreement with Paramount Pictures to release a collection of pet cemetery-related items, uh, which include T-shirts and handbags and earrings and necklaces, you know, all for that hot goth in your life. You know, if you want to surprise her this Halloween – uh, they are for sale now, and they also include the original Pet Cemetery and the remake. So if you're like, you know what, I don't like the original, but I like the remake. She's got a bunch of handbags and T-shirts and dresses and belts. The There's something for a guy too. Yeah, they have remake stuff on there, which is, you know, I mean, I put the whole collection on the Facebook page, but you know, they do have stuff for guys if you weigh about 30 pounds and you just fucking give up on everything. They have a shirt for you. <laughs> I mean, I personally like. They don't make it big enough for me. Like, they would need, like, 50 of them to stitch together if I was going to wear one. But, you know, if you're a skinny guy and you really like that cemetery, they have one for you. But the whole line's up on a talking therapy. I'm still All wondering right, cool. who likes the remake. I don't uh, know. I've, I've yet to meet one that does. I just haven't. I'm sorry, Monkey. Pay off. 
No, I was going to say on the uh, on the forums that I go, go on to and whatnot, every once in a while you have one show going, I just watched the remake and I really liked it. And then like a pack of wolves, everyone just jumps on top of the <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Get out of this room. Yeah, go, go. Get, get. What do I do? We're not real. something new. Shut <laughs> Must be a bot. crying in the corner. <laughs> yeah, that could that could be a troll, definitely be a troll. But yeah, as as I've learned, as I told you guys on our group chat, it is very just not so good if you post an opposing view of something on a group page like a horror page because they will fucking attack you. Like I got fucking <laughs> smacked out of nowhere when I just nah. said, you know what? I didn't like that movie very much. Who fucking asked you, bro? Get out of here! Like, like okay, <laughs> sorry, be on my way. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> This this is today's no. internet society, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Society in general. You can only yeah. associate with people who share <laughs> your point of view and your likes and dislikes. Yeah. Because if you yeah. attempt to engage anybody in, in, in an opposing viewpoint, you are completely ganged up on and yelled yeah. at and made to be felt like a total and utter asshole. Which, I mean, listen, <laughs> the reality is this. You know, have, has this happened to me? Yeah. You know what, guys? I'm an asshole all the time anyway. <laughs> so you're not hurting my feelings. Uh, there's a certain yeah. somebody out there who pretty much <laughs> just suck my dick. And, uh, uh-huh, his first, first letter is M. His last name, first letter is M2. Suck it. But uh, aside from that, you know, <laughs> good to go. Well, yeah. on the flip side, the same thing happens on the horror forums when I go on there, and people are sitting there talking about Hereditary and Midsommar, and they're like, you know, what a great movie it was. Oh. I'm like, nope. Yeah, don't get invited to those guys. You know? <laughs> no, and then you can <laughs> yeah. tell, then you, then you, that's when you also start to see the age differences between the arguments. Because then they're like, you know, yeah, I like, you know, really like Paranormal Activity and Hereditary and Midsommar. I think these are classics. And then the other people are like, kids, look, the classics are Alfred Hitchcock, you know, the original Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, go watch those slasher movies, kids, before you start so they're going, you know, these movies are the best movies you've seen. God, you're so obnoxious sometimes. Okay, so <laughs> just just to spell it out, okay, listen, is it Midsommar, okay, which might not be everybody's cup of tea, you know, nor hereditary. You know, look, the, the king doesn't like those films. Yeah, you know, he doesn't no. like the aesthetic. He doesn't like anything to do about them the way they are. You know, uh, on the flip side, I really enjoy Midsommar to a very high level. And I don't like Hereditary all that much, but they are different films, and as such, I can have different feelings for those films. Would they yeah. be considered classics? Yeah, I mean, you know, they are very important movies for the genre. Modern classics. At, at this time, they are a modern classic. So somebody saying that, I'm not offended by that. You know, so, and, and nor would I ever tell somebody, oh, go, go watch Friday the 13th Part 1, or, you know, go do this <laughs> and that, because you know what? You tell a lot of people to go do that, and they're going to go watch these films, and you know what they're going to be? They're going to be fucking disappointed, because they're old yep. movies with old special effects, old styles of dialogue, old styles of filmmaking, and old actors that they don't recognize or relate to. So, yes, there are modern now, classics out there. Now, you brought up a good point because also during the summer, 
along with the other movies. Pet um, Cemetery I also remake introduced... is not fucking one of them. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, I hate that but, movie. <laughs> you know, but, but I did introduce Ian to uh, like he, the first Friday the 13th, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and the first Halloween movie. And it was weird because, like you said, he while he was watching these movies, you know, he was laughing his ass off because now he's getting to that point where he's finding the murders funny, you know, and stuff like that. He's, you know, he's enjoying just the, the, the weirdness of it instead of being scared by him because, again, like you said, the old school effects versus the new school kind of stuff. And then when you go and watch it, now it's more like a comedy to kids watching it today. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I, the I, idea I, is, yeah. is we know what real <laughs> violence is today, and I think kids today are coming up in a society knowing what real violence is. They're seeing shit on the internet that, you know, honestly, they shouldn't be seeing at this point, but then at the same time, look, it's there, and it's information, and it's stuff to learn by. You know, maybe kids like us, yeah, I saw Friday, you know, we saw, I, I don't know about you, I saw Friday the 13th at, a, at an extremely young age, you know, it was definitely before 10. Yeah. So yeah. I was seeing the mm-hmm. movies before the, you know, quote-unquote recommended age to see them. And, you know, even Friday the <laughs> oh, 13th yeah. Part 4 being the first one that I ever sat down and actually watched, it scared the living shit out of me. You know, the idea that there could be some dude in a fucking hockey mask marching around and he's getting fucked up left and right, but he's really kicking the shit out of these kids. You know, damn, man. Um, You know, but I think kids today know that, you know what, it's not real. There is no, you know, no, no guy of that nature. There are real threats out there to be afraid of, and Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger are not them. But obviously I don't speak for all kids. No. There's still kids that are going to watch that and shit their pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I had to, to hold myself back a little bit as the monkey's son kind of politely bashed Halloween a little bit, where I was just like, you know, get the fuck out of my house. But I was like, I can't, because I love the kid. And I was like, at the same time, go, go fucking take a walk, kid. Like, you know, like, well, Dr. Yeah, Loomis wasn't that great, because he didn't notice this shit. That yeah, they were there for six yeah. hours. I'm just saying, guys. I was like, you know, just go downstairs and go sit there for a while. Think about what you just said to me. You're in my house. <laughs> you, should, you, know. you, you should apply modern the back of the... day logic to it's true. that yeah. old style. That's <laughs> all it is. You know, you look at it now and you kind of can see his point, though. It's like, how didn't fucking they, they figure this shit out, you know? I mean, obviously, look, I get Loomis tried to tell them again and again and again and again, but how is it that he never, like, went to the, to, like, why didn't he go to the governor? You know, or better yet, why don't you write yeah. to the president and be like, listen, man, you know, this fucking kid that I'm busy checking out here, uh, I guess it would be what, Jimmy Carter at the time. Hey, President Carter, yeah. um, I need you to do us a favor. This is kid, Michael Myers. The embodiment of evil. Okay, have you seen the movie Jaws? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know that fucking great white shark? Well, I've got the human version of him right here. And uh, <laughs> I think we really need to put this fucker down. <laughs> I'd love to read that letter. Dear President Carter, I have a, I have a patient. Over here at Smith's Grove Sanitarium, and he's completely bullshit bonkers. Sincerely, Dr. Loomis. Here's a headshot. Black, black eyes, doll eyes. <laughs> yeah. You will not believe his eyes, President Carter. They were darker than the right. He's mad, I tell you. <laughs> he loves Halloween a little bit too much, if you ask me. I'm from Haddonfield. Please respond. I have sent a self addressed stamped envelope within the letter itself. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> Has a weird fascination with his sister. (laughs) Who may or may not be related to him. I will not find out right now. That's pertinent information for another day. 
<laughs> years from now, that's going to be all the rage in porn. <laughs> Michael Myers is it's just, taboo Michael Myers for now, groundbreaker, dude. Yeah, no. Michael Myers, he's not only evil, but he's ahead of his time, Mr. President. He's taboo. What the fuck is this We don't talk about it at Smithsco, but in a couple of years, it's going to be a hit. There's going to be browsers, there's going to be bang bros. Michael Myers is the ahead of his time, and he must be stopped because I want to take credit for the taboo. Not Michael. That's why I got to shoot him. That's why I got to shoot him six times. Because it'll kill him and he won't have the idea anymore. Six money shots. Money shots. Are you getting this? This is going to be huge when the internet comes into town. I tell you, it's 1978, but the internet is the future. Pornography, <laughs> gentlemen. That's what we should be studying instead of patience. Fuck Smith's Grove. We're starting our own sanitarium and it's going to be sexy. It's going to be the sexy Smith's Grove. Nothing but tits and dicks for days. Now you're going to make me look up the Halloween fucking porn parody later tonight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> going to be fucking, going to be whacking it to Michelle Myers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Wilmot is running around with his dick out wearing Michael's mask. I'm coming for you, Michael. <laughs> Damn you, Michael. <laughs> running around a number one. <laughs> a number one. A number one. You're the killer. A number one. I'm going to fuck your sister, Michael, and you're going to have to watch. <laughs> you're going to sit in the corner with your mask on and jerk off. Sarah Brackett, do you see how I'm plowing Michael right now? This is called the strict punishment. Don't look away, Sarah. That's who comes to your movie. little porno, Sarah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this movie's already been made. It's called a Serbian film. <laughs> <laughs> Young Judas just like pegging. <laughs> oh, man. Would you like to see your daughter get pegged by a big man, Sheriff? We can have that arranged. No, the girl's not quite the innocent babysitter. To the man, which explains why the boyfriend went running out of the house, man. That's why. Because she whipped out a dildo, and he's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm going to see you tomorrow, Judas. Are you sure you don't he want to say? Two, he wasn't a two-pump chump. You know, he had dropped his drawers. He was ready to go. And then Judith pulled out the fucking strap on. And he was like, yo, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm all into some freaky shit. But I ain't going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he'd be open to her, like, shitting on his chest. But he's not all about the pegging. So he's a weird guy. Like, he's, he's weird to, to kind of figure out. He's into the he's display, all about but he's not in the pegging. He's all about a touch oven, but not a strap on. <laughs> yeah, like, he's fine with that, but once you break out the rubber, uh, all of a sudden he's like, touch, whoa. Touch oven is a fart. That's the hot taco. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shit on your chest, uh, that's the hot taco. Oh, I was thinking of a Cleveland steamer. Yeah, I was thinking of a Cleveland steamer. That's right. The hot taco is when you're pity fucking with the shit on their boobs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Two oh, different things. <laughs> not, not a Choco Taco? <laughs> no, but that we could turn it into a That would be another name for it, but that's only if you put ice, ice and whipped cream in it. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that involves other ingredients. That's just not point shit. Yeah, that's a lot of other stuff in there. Yeah. And poop. In the Choco Taco. <laughs> Messiest motherfucking ice cream to ever get from the ice cream man. You know, and it tasted so damn good. Choco Taco, hell yeah. Like, 
dude. It, <laughs> but by the time you got to like the the halfway point of that damn thing, the ice cream's already melting in the damn foil. It's dripping up all over the shit. There's fucking chocolate syrup that's all of a sudden coming some from somewhere. Like you know, it's like when you get a taco from like Taco Bell. Like the meat is on the left side, the fucking sour cream is on the right side. There's no point <laughs> that it's all mixed together, you know. So in the chocolate taco, it's like the ice cream's over here, the syrup's over there, but no matter what, it's all over you by the time it's fucking over. <laughs> That's the problem I had earlier when I went to CVS to go pick up some things, and I picked up one of those ice cream cones in the wrapper, and I didn't realize that it was half ice cream cone and just a little bit of fucking, you know, half ice cream, half ice cream cone. Fucking shit was all over my fucking beard. Looked like I just got out of a fucking gay rage. Like it was just every fucking where my fingers were sticky with fucking ice cream and fucking chocolate shit. I was like, man, this is a bad fucking decision. You're looking like the the ugliest fucking homeless guy walking down the street yeah. with the beard. Walking past Look my neighbor's apartment and like, what the fuck? But he came out of fucking Jumanji, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Just a mess around my neck and just fucking ice cream and chocolate bits in my fucking beard. And I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> my neighbor's like, what the I'm, fuck I'm is wrong. wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. Yeah, but I on the flip side, age. I bet no one asked you for money on the way home. <laughs> no, definitely didn't. Ask. They didn't ask him for money. No, somebody might have dropped some change in his pocket or something. No. Yeah, just casually dropped a couple quarters in my back pocket. <laughs> what if you want to go? What I've learned with age, okay, is that, you know what, as an adult, it's difficult to fucking eat an ice cream cone with any fucking dignity, you know? So, and like, I'm not the kind of person where I'm not getting some little dainty fucking ice cream, you know? So I ask for a large, and what you find around here is that, you know, no matter what, a large is the same size cone. It's just that they decide to fucking inundate it with so, or whatever, oh, overload it with yeah. so much ice cream. That, like, by the time you're, like, a quarter of the way done, it's already dripping down around you like a fucking sumo wrestler's belly. And it's, like, you know, encompassing your fucking hand by that point. Yep. <laughs> like, no faith and fucking spirited away, man. You know, for anybody that'll get that fucking record. Eh? 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 Yeah, there's just no way to work good while you're fucking trying to eat ice cream cone. <laughs> I know. This is all fucking down your hand. Like, well, this is a lost fucking cause. Oh, my shirt now. I just want to have a fucking ice cream cone. As a guy, <laughs> he's okay, the only way to find, the only way to really like keep up with that at that point that is to completely go like full on effeminate. Okay, doing every single trick you've ever seen a chick do in a porn on that fucking thing to keep that damn ice cream like up and where it needs to be so it's not all over you. So like I said, there's yeah, no yeah. way to keep yeah. your dignity and eat an ice cream cone. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You get that ugly cough going because it just gets down your throat and it's too cold. Fucking sounds like somebody's ass fucking a duck, you know? It's terrible. Yeah, I know. Then there's that little fucking kid next to you just masterful with his fucking cone. Like, fuck you, kid. (laughs) Wait until you're my age and you get the real problem. They have no shame. They don't care. They got shit dripping all over them. It's in their fucking hair. It's in their lap. You know, they're 14. It still doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's just like, how do they get on their feet? Exactly. It wasn't even near you. Know. you. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I wish I'm I could go back to that. You had no shame. <laughs> you didn't even have a mint ice cream cone. Where'd this fucking mint ice cream come from? Pants are strawberry. Jesus. If you can take your pants off a can at the ice cream store, what are they telling you about? Fucking hanging out with the Epstein yeah. again? What the fuck? We're on the list. I told you, you can't do that. 
We snuck in the last time. You're ruining it for everybody. Tell me. Stop ruining it for everybody. Taking your dick out of someone to go to get ice cream. You know you're excited. You don't need to fucking show us. <laughs> she fucking said, I said, it's deep. <laughs> you get ice cream later. Or think about the ringer where the fucking they were lying about going to the movie theater and like, oh, yeah, we went out for ice cream. When the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> so, so in quick Netflix news Okay what I have mm-hmm. to say is One I love Cobra Kai You know what I loved this when it was on YouTube yep. I loved season mm-hmm. one I loved season two I'm so fucking happy it is on Netflix right now And I, this is again coming from somebody who owns the DVD But as anybody who listens to the yeah. show knows I am the laziest motherfucker on this planet <laughs> And in order to play those DVDs I would have to open a plastic case Walk all of six feet And slide that DVD into that machine And then figure out the controls <laughs> that work it And that's just not going to happen ice cream Maybe, you know, possibly no. eating it or, See, or doing something and this, else. And this, is what, I, this is what I find funny. This is what I find funny about this school is because I know that you take the time with your family to go out on quests and go out on hikes and shit like that. So it's not like your kids burn mm-hmm. in a calorie. It's just you no. just don't like fucking with mechanical shit. <laughs> it's just like, not with my DVDs, man. That's all it is. I have all these DVDs. I don't play them. I just buy digital. <laughs> you know what it is? Once, if I'm Why should he have to do the work? And walking and going through physical activities and, and exercise. Like, I'm all for all of that. But once I'm home and, like, in-house to, like, settle and watch something, no, there's no exercise in mind, man. At that point, it might as well be a, a fucking Karate Kid Cobra Kai-esque montage, you know? That's, that's what I want at that point. So Netflix has both seasons right now of Cobra Kai? Yes, they do, and, you know, I'm sure as everybody's feed is, is, is alive and well with it, it's like one of the, the top trending things on Netflix. You know, I'm seeing all these people who are discovering it for the first time, and, or, you know, or maybe they watched the first two episodes when they were free on YouTube and never followed through with it, and I'm, just, I'm so happy to see it finally getting the love that it deserves because it's just such a great series. So, so great for people that grew up with The Karate Kid as being a, a big film that it was in the 80s, um, a part of our childhood, and just the love and commitment and everything that they've put together for this series is just so wonderful. I cannot wait for season three. Um, we're like two or three episodes into season two right now, and yeah, season one, you know, there were a number of times, again, you know, just left me a big, weepy mess. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You're really tugging my fucking heartstrings. And I know something that comes up in season two that I'm just, like, I'm dreading. You know, oh, yeah. it's like I yep. have this little bits and pieces that I remember about it, but, like, the one major thing that occurs, I do remember. And it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, that, that season just fucking wrecked me in when I got done with season two. I was like, what? Oh, man. I was like, we're gonna leave it here? No, no, season three, come on, man. Next month. <laughs> you can't leave us yeah. like this, man. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be getting that soon. Yeah, because yeah, fortunately, yeah. season three has been greenlit by Netflix. So you know that that's on the go, okay. doing their thing. Yeah, because uh, the diva just read um, an article not too long, like the like literally like yesterday, that it's been greenlit, and they're just waiting for things to clear up so they can start shooting. Very cool. Yeah, again, I'm uh, mm-hmm. 
I'm excited. Yeah, well, we knew that this is why Netflix did what they did. Hopefully this gets, you know, all extra kinds. And, again, you know, I know I know, money is not important, really, as long as they're st- – like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, being what they did with season one and two, you know, on whatever budget they had, as long as it stays with that heart, I am thrilled. So I yeah. just hope it's not a yeah. case in which, you know, the money men get involved and then they're like, well, we want you to do this different or we want you to do that different. I, I, they need to stick to their laurels, stick to your guns, and just continue making just such a wonderful, wonderful fucking series. You know, and then the other yeah, thing I want to tell you is Netflix, the new Babysitter movie. Yeah. Oh, Killer Queen. Uh, yeah, Babysitter Killer Queen. The trailer just dropped for that one. Yeah, it's coming out soon, right? It should be right a couple days away. away. Comes out. Like six days away. Okay, all right. That's going to be one to stay tuned for. I mean, I, I did love the first one. I know that the Dean brought it up last week, too, about how he much uh, how much he loved The Babysitter. Uh, unfortunately, Samara Weaving is not returning. Uh, I'm such a fan of her lately. I don't know why. I've just watched a lot of Samara Weaving movies, including Ready or Not. I just watched that the other day and fell in love with it. And I was like, this is one of my favorites right now. So I just I loved Ready or Not. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I did. And speaking of Ready or Not, um, Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillett, who are part of the Radio Silence Directors uh, duo, uh, they announced that the next Scream film will be coming out on January 14, 2022. Got a little bit of a wait before that movie comes out, but I think it's going to be well worth it, and hopefully we are not fucking in this weird world where we're just afraid to go to the theaters because we're going to die. You know, we're going to be okay. You know, we're going to the theaters. We are going to die! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want you, sexy woman. So I don't want you. Oh, look at my dick, no, no, <laughs> no. Me, that just any time I hear that that line, it just automatically takes me to Temple of Doom. Just Indiana Jones's face looking through that little hole, and him saying that <laughs> this, this angry grimace that he gives her, as in like you know, like he's just he's already come to terms with the fact that he's gonna fucking die, and it just sucks. Well, because she wants to sit there and scream about the bugs that are in her hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to die in here. <laughs> Push the button. <laughs> Love that meme. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be January 14, 2022. Uh, and also, Paranormal Activity is coming out with a new one, Part 7. I can't believe there's seven fucking Paranormal Activity movies, but they are releasing the Part 7 on uh, March 4th, 2022. <laughs> I have all six of them on DVD. I don't like to admit it very often, but I have seen them all. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know if I'm ready for a number seven. After part six, I was kind of worn out with those fucking movies. Like Saw. When Saw was every fucking year, and I went to go see every Saw movie in the theater, because I was like, yeah, I'm a Saw guy. You know, fucking after the last one that came out, Jigsaw, I was like, fuck these movies. Fuck them. I don't want another <laughs> one. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, Spiral's coming out. I'm like, Fuck you. You know I'm going to go see it. God damn it. Like, I'm going to be fucking back in the theater for fucking wearing my spiral t-shirt and fucking eating ice cream and fucking looking at sexy woman's jacking off. I'm like, you know what? This isn't so bad. That's what I always do to myself. I punish myself. Well, speaking, but this is also not to be confused with Spiral, which is coming out on September 17th on Shudder, which is not that book of Saw movie, but it's yet another movie called Spiral. That's Adam Green's Spiral, which is a great fucking head fuck of a movie, um, you know, that I could recommend. And yeah, he actually did make fun of uh, uh, Darren Bowsman on one of his scary sleepovers, where he called me. He's like, stealing my shit again, huh, Bowsman? Calling your movie Spiral from the Book of Saw? He's like, what about my movie Spiral? And he's like, fuck you, nobody saw your movie. He's like, that's not the point. 
<laughs> wow. I'm sorry, sorry to correct myself from before. The babysitter quiller, uh, killer, quiller, really? Wow, quiller, quiller. queen. Um, killer quiller queen driller. actually debuts on September 10th, not September 8th. Okay. So a couple of days from now. And then also uh, this weekend, as we were talking about in green just now, uh, he will be hosting the Corona Apocalypse Part 2 Insomnia Weekend this weekend over at Aeroscope.com. He's going to be playing all the Hatchet movies, and then on day two, which will be Saturday, he's going to be playing all of the Holliston episodes, season one and two, because Holliston will have its premiere on Shudder on September 14th. And if you're a fan like me, you're going to want to check that out. And if you want a season three of the show, what better way than to get in contact with Shudder after the series premieres on the 14th and tell them, get me a season three uh, like we all want. So that's going to be this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, for Labor Day weekend. It's on Apocalypse 2, Insomnia Weekend, hosted by Adam Green. A lot of guests, a lot of fun stuff. As you know, I love Adam, so I'll always promote whatever the fuck he does. And right down the monkey's alley, okay, and this, again, this is right, right, right up okay. the front monkey. September 18th, Netflix has Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. It's an animated Ooh. series talking about a group of teenagers who are trapped on Isla Nublar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, he's he hard for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to more Jurassic co- Park. More cars, because I just finished because I just finished Transformers: War of Cybertron, so I gotta have something to fill in the void here. <laughs> there you go. You needed another cartoon. Uh, yeah, I still haven't even finished that damn series. I think I have like one, <laughs> one or two. I think I have two episodes. You know, you figure they mini- they minimize the amount of episodes they're putting out that would make it that much easier for me to catch. <laughs> like I can't catch six twenty-two minute episodes of fucking yeah, of Transformers, but I I can watch that <laughs> game six times in movie theaters. You know, what I mean? like, it's ridiculous. Like, that's my it's fucking easy. attention span. In three, in two, no, in three days, we've literally gone through an entire season of Cobra Kai, but I still can't watch those last two episodes of Transformers: War for Cybertron. Uh, so you're you're bad you're a bad time lord. You have terrible time management. That actually makes me a great time lord. Thank you, because there is no real way right. about going. It's all timey wimey and wibbly wobbly, motherfucker. Um, but okay, so that, uh, the last thing I wanted to do before we get into the movie, uh, speaking of animated things, uh, Chris Carter, the creator of the X-Files, is going to be bringing an animated comedy series called the X-Files Albuquerque, coming soon to the Fox Network. It's going Should've to follow FBI agents tackling X-Files. Up, uh, basically, it's going to be FBI agents tackling X-Files that Mulder and Scully find too fucking dumb, that they don't want any part of. <laughs> so it's going to be one of those bumbling shows, I'm sure, but I'm going to be in. Because it just sounds funny. You know that Mulder and Skull are going to be animated somehow in that show. Show up at least once for like a bottle episode. I was going to say, you know you're going to watch it, King. You know you're oh, going to at yeah, least dude. check out it. <laughs> I watched every fucking episode plus the reboot and those two fucking shitty movies that I saw in the theater that I wish I could burn my eyes off for because they were so goddamn stupid. But I did see it because I just love the truth. The truth is out there and it's just fucking next file. <laughs> you say it's coming, I'll watch it. <laughs> And I played all the really horrible video games, too. <clears throat> That's how much of a fan I am. And they were fucking oh, wow. atrocious. <laughs> yeah, they were bad. Um, but, so that is an animated series that's going to be coming out. So um, I want to get into the movie tonight, 13 Ghosts, directed by Steve Beck, 2001, remake of the famous Wayne Castle film from the 1960s. Uh, Monkey, this is your episode. Take it away. Let's hear about 13 Ghosts. All right. This is about a ah, millionaire. 
<laughs> Cyrus Criticos, paranormal playboy, who has amassed a collection of 12 ghosts <laughs> in his funky, funky house, where unwittingly he has passed it upon his unknowing nephew to sit there and sit there and undo the mysteries of this giant house, which is a giant, like, Hellraiser-type piece <laughs> that slowly opens up and opens the gateways of hell to where certain ghosts come in and out, and you have to sit there and fight your way through this puzzle <laughs> of a maze to sit there and survive throughout this entire thing. It's a really fucked up kind of thing. It's just this big-ass, weird-ass, almost like video game kind of type movie where I just had a really fucking good time with it. It's like, we'll we'll get into it. It's just, man... I'm just, I'm just so excited to be covering this on the show, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, go. what do you think about 13 Ghosts? Well, sorry to say I'm going to shit in your cereal, monkey. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> this is one of those movies that I want to like. This is one of those films that if you give me the premise on paper, you know, I'm like, wow, this sounds like it's right up my alley. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, I find the execution of this movie and, you know, specifically members of the cast, style of film making, like the, the, the way they shoot the film itself. Um, yeah, there's just a whole lot of things that bother me about it. It's somewhat of a fun ride, but this just is one of those where I feel like there's all this potential here and the execution just, just fucks it up. Um, yeah, the, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of 13 Ghosts. I mean, I did see it in the theaters when it first came out, just because I knew it was a, a remake of uh, the, the original from 1960, and I figured it can't yeah. be as bad as fucking Last House, I mean, the uh, House on Haunted Hill. That fucking remake sucked. So fucking oh. bad for me, because I love the original yeah. of Vincent Price. So I kind of hesitantly went into 13 Ghosts, and I enjoy it. But the one thing I love about this fucking movie is that it fucking moves. Like, this movie does not have any fucking lag time. They're like, all right, get to it. Get to the fucking point of this scene. No, they're like, we're going, man. We're going. We got this fucking hell thing in the middle of the floor. There's ghosts out there. You know, we have to fucking finish this fucking movie up. And then an hour and 25 minutes later, you're done. There's fucking, you know, weird fucking hip-hop music playing, and you're out of the theater. (laughs) I think the best part of this fucking movie is that it's so quick. And plus, you got Matthew Lillard being Matthew Lillard. For an hour and a half, yeah, just, just doing him, not playing a character. He's just playing yeah. Matthew Lillard. That's what he does best. He knows how to play himself, <laughs> and I fucking love him for it. Um, yeah, and I. But on the flip side, I do agree with what the ghoul says. Is that while the, all of the ghosts were fun, they were entertaining and shit like that. I definitely think they could have taken this a lot darker, a lot like mm-hmm. deeper, and really gotten into the gore with this. They they should have had. They shouldn't have wasted their body count in the first five minutes of the movie. They should have had definitely had some more bodies in the house, and to, to, so we could actually see you know what these ghosts can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely. It was it was weird to watch a movie where you have a potential body count and then you don't really go through with it. I mean, you do have bodies in this movie, but not like you would expect. Yeah, thirteen ghosts and they're all fucking unique well, and they all do different shit. I wanted to see more people die. Like, I, I would love if they had flashbacks to what this fucking house can do. Like, if this, if this uh, guy that uh, is tr- trying to bring this whole thing forward, which is Cyrus, you know, you think if he, if he is going to be the antagonist, you get something of where he's just fucking butchering people in this fucking house with all these ghosts. Well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is where, again, though, the film, like you said, King, your favorite thing about this film is the fact that it's short. It's economical. But that's yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. You're 
sacrificing depth of yeah, character and story by doing that, you know, and that that's what what you have to you have to lose out on. There's no other way around it because you're you're otherwise all you're going to do is you're going to have this whole film be about you know yes, it's called Thirteen Ghosts, but specifically there's twelve ghosts. Twelve, yeah. Twelve. Really make it that much of a focus. <laughs> you have to you have to isolate it and only show yeah. like you know, two or three main ones and let the other ones kind of be in the background as type of deal. Um, but yeah, they, they don't. And, you know, I don't no, know. It's, it's, I it's, don't know. It's a weird thing. It makes me yeah. sad. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. But on the flip side, I was going to say though, like as a side piece to this movie, I think it would be a really cool project if someone actually went and did a series where it was 12 episodes or maybe 12, 13 episodes where they went back and, told the story of each ghost from this movie and gave them that was an hour long yeah. and give them you know about an hour long episode and really delve into their background because when you go onto the DVD they actually sit there and have this little section where you can go in yeah. and get their ba- and get their background stories but unfortunately their background stories are literally these little cartoony um you know, comic book like scenes, and they're only like a minute and a half to two minutes long if you're lucky, to giving you quick yeah. backgrounds of these characters. But I, but after watching that, I was thinking it'd be really cool if they dove in more, and did you know like this you know frame story you know where you have you know Cyrus maybe telling the story like he did in the extras on the DVD and being your narrator throughout this anthology type miniseries. But see, that's right, because you have right on the head, yeah. right there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what were you gonna say, King? Because I've got something very specific that I'm gonna gonna, gonna go on. I mean, about. I want you get, I'll be very brief, just because you have mm-hmm. Cyrus being played by F. Murray fucking Abraham, who I think is a brilliant fucking actor. I mean, if one of the best movies he was in was Scarface, where he played Omar, and you have him playing Cyrus, I kind of wanted more of him. Because especially when he has a, a appearance towards the end, I'm like, this guy's a fucking badass. But you're not really seeing it. They don't give you enough of it. Well, I yeah, agree. but I think also, you know, the the idea isn't just that. The, the idea is that he brings a certain type of presence to the role. You know yes. what I'm saying? He gives yep. you an air yep. of mm-hmm. authenticity. It's like far as hiring like an, an actual actor, you know, in the movie, a Vincent Price esque type of person. You know, he has Absolutely. that same aura about him. Now, what I was going to go on about though, and actually bring up Monkey, is the one thing that you did say right there really rings true with this film. You know, you'd get to know more about it if you watched those DVD extras. If you watched the behind the scenes. If you looked and clicked on all the links on your DVD to, t- to watch these little mini snippets of the 13 ghosts. 2001, the DVD market was, you know, really just starting to oh, flourish. Yeah. And it was the, the idea of, the of having these extras on these films was what made you buy DVDs. You know, so, mm-hmm. so turning that into your selling point, well, why why put it in the movie when we can make it an interactive thing? Like, you know, we saw this <laughs> yeah. at The Matrix. Yeah. We saw this so many other movies oh, where it was like, God, okay, you know, get the film and then you're going to get... 3,000 fucking extra things. You're going to find shit hidden in things. There's Easter eggs. What the fuck's an Easter egg? Well, if you hit the buttons like a certain combination of time, you're going to highlight a specific thing on that menu somewhere that you can't see otherwise. And what's it going to show you? Your mommy's boobs. (laughs) (laughs) 
that, that's basically what they they were spitting out with DVDs at that time. So that actually does, I guess, it tempers my my feelings about the film a little more because it is kind of a product of its time. I didn't really think yeah. about that while watching it this time. That, like, and yeah, because from 2000 they had Blair Witch Two, and they had that whole secret Ezraver thing, which was reverse spelled backwards. Where if you hit certain moments of that fucking movie with your remote, you'd get a fucking secret message. And then you'd have to fucking piece it together at the end. And it's like, oh shit, the witch is right behind me. Oh my god. Thank you, Lionsgate. Like, fucking DVD. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's fucking great. But, um, you sure with to the treat movie, your you have Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, you have Cyrus, and he's trying to get this last ghost with uh, Dennis, his partner, played by uh, Matthew Willard. The crew gets Again, slaughtered. Awesome. They get the juggernaut ghost, but Cyrus dies. And I love the obituary. Cyrus, adventurer, dead at 57! Explanation point. Because that's how obituaries are fucking, you know, put out in the newspapers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, surprised we didn't, I'm surprised we didn't have a spinning newspaper scene. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. But you have Because uh, then you cut to, like, fucking tragedy with, this, with, with his, his Arthur, his nephew, and this tragic fire that they were all in, his kids were in, and their wife dies. But when they cut to him in the apartment, when he walks out, and you have Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie, I thought that that was going to be his wife or his girlfriend when I first saw this movie in theaters, because I was like, he's being very affectionate towards her. But then fucking Rod Digga, who plays Maggie, sits her ass down, and all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I'm a maid, but I don't know. I'm going to be sitting here and eating my shit. I'm like, wow, who, what the fuck is going on? Like, he's touching his daughter's <laughs> face very affectionately. And that's, that's the I... wife, right? No, 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 no. I haven't seen this since it came out on DVD. Like, I rented this at some point. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's not mm-hmm. the only reason why yeah. I saw it. And even then, when I saw it, this is the first time I've ever sat down and watched the movie from start to finish. I'm pretty sure I remember somebody else had actually started the movie, and I came in when they were already, like, in the house, or just as they were running into Lillard outside of the house. But, yes, as we're sitting okay. here, I have no recollect- recollection of the movie, and me and the ghoul girl is sitting there, and I go, oh, okay, that's right. And Shannon Elizabeth's the wife, right? And she's like, no, that's his daughter. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? Yeah. She's only 28, you know what I mean? Like, at this point, like, and I, I mean that literally. She's 28 years old. Yeah. That's the fucking time of this movie. So, you know, and I know Tony Shalhoub is, you know, obviously whatever age Tony Shalhoub is. But still, she's uh, way too old to be playing the fucking <laughs> role of his, his kid. But not only playing it, but playing it fucking super excited. Like, acting like a fucking well, child. Her, throughout, like, when they get that's to the house. Her. Like, how is, she's fucking totally fucking jacked about this fucking bathroom. She's like, oh my fucking god, y'all. Bathroom time. Mm, we got some perfume over here. Ooh, look at this. I'm going to put my face in the water. Like, this is so hot. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a fucking bathroom. She was excited she was in a movie that she didn't have to show her tits or go, oh, <laughs> She almost did. Well, no, she had a Russian accent and, and talk about okay. wanting to be fucked by band geeks and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. Ahead, but she did, have a, she did have a scene where she almost had to show her tits. You were, you were right, King. But almost. at the same time, I think – Okay, didn't. but, King, okay, the whole bathroom thing, though, is – okay. First of all, I, I agree with you both, is they got someone who is way too fucking old to be playing the role that she's supposed to be playing. Um, yes. But, sec- but second, imagine having to be in a tiny, well, you know, tiny-ass apartment where you probably only have one bathroom. You're supposed to be a teenage girl, 
and you got to share that bathroom with four other people at the same time in this teeny ass little apartment. That fucking and to, asshole. <laughs> talking no, about. Me too. about it. I was a teenage girl. <laughs> I know. I wasn't getting wet over a fucking bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I, I get your point, monkey. I get it. You know, when you live like that and you're a female and you want to have your own privacy and you get your own bathroom, you're going to be all geeked out. I guess that's what it's all about. But at least fucking Arthur cool, is being I the most the reasonable cool person. I thought the cool would understand this because he has four sisters. At my nat, yeah, obviously, listen, with all my sisters, yes, all five of them, fucking bathrooms were, uh, were when growing up with them as a teenager, to be all honest, you know, our house was big enough. We had two bathrooms, uh, three if you counted my parents' bedroom, but that was off limits. You weren't allowed in their bathroom, oh, yeah. bathroom yep. to go to the bathroom. They would That's sooner right. let you shit on the floor in the hallway than actually let you use their <laughs> bathroom, you know? Like, I remember how the fucking bedroom <laughs> smelled, you know, because, again, I was like, the first, like, if I was to smell that now, the first thing I would think of is VHS porn, because that's what it would smell like when I would sneak <laughs> in the room to fucking steal my stepdad's porn. But, uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, again, younger at my nanny's house, it was me, my mom, her sisters, you know, my grandfather, right. my nanny. Yeah. There was a lot of us in the house, and there was there were two bathrooms in that house as well. One in this house, so this is out in Brooklyn. The one bathroom, the one that everybody used, was the one upstairs. You went upstairs, you used the bathroom. Because the alternative was to go down the basement of this fucking house to get to the bathroom. And, you know, I don't know how my aunts and uncles and all them felt about it, but I know as a little kid, that fucking basement creeped me the fuck out because it was like an old-style mm-hmm. basement. You go down there, there's just shit piled everywhere. It's not like it's finished. There's nothing pretty about it. Shit, I wouldn't even have known what a finished basement was at that point. I'd never fucking seen one in my life. So, you know, it was just storage area, a washer, a dryer that I got stuck on whenever I got a fever and had to get a fucking alcohol bath and the bathroom. Okay, so yeah, it was basically get down the steps and make like a mad dash of like fucking like flashlight proportions to get from the bottom of the steps to that bathroom and close the door so nothing came out of any of the other fucking areas and ate you. (laughs) Fuck you, demons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shut that fucking door. They had all these, uh, like, you know, my, my, my nanny and poppy, they, they loved getting these animatronic style, like, Christmas ornaments and decorations and shit. They oh, no. Snowman. <laughs> they had a fucking, they had a big Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer thing that would go over, like, the front area porch. Like, there's a little, like, overhang for the, the two floors of the house. So, like, they had all this stuff for it. And I was, man, I remember having a nightmare when I was a kid, like, going down in that basement at one point, opening the one fucking door, and all of these creatures, like, all of these fucking animatronics were, like, coming at me. Like, they were about to fucking rip my soul from my body. Like, I had to feel the shit myself, you know? That that would be an awesome Tales from the Crypt episode. You know, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't a fun fucking Tales of Keith's Life episode, man. <laughs> no, I said, Tales, I said Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> I think Tales from the Dark Side, too. They had a couple of those good episodes. Um, but yeah, with Arthur, he's like the most reasonable one to get to this fucking house. Like, you have Maggie and Arthur and, uh, you know, the little kid running around going, yeah, this is fucking awesome, man. Yeah, fucking rules. And he's like, yeah, Bobby, dude, I'm fucking poor. I have no money. Look at the size of this fucking house, because that would be me. I'd be like, no way, fucking, no, fuck this. I'm paying you know, the property yeah. taxes. But, you know, I fucking yeah. be reasonable, Benjamin. He's like, oh, don't worry. You know, your fucking uncle is savvy as shit. He's like, okay, I'll sign. 
No, no, no. You fucking, like, you do realize what you're signing? You know, that's why Dennis has to come running in and go, get out of here. <laughs> he might have already it's paid it too much. Off. He it's, might have, but I'd like to think that he didn't because he's a dick. Um, and he would just leave <laughs> with all the property taxes. But <laughs> you have uh, Dennis <laughs> running in going, get the fuck out of the house, man. Get the fuck out. The ghosts are <laughs> everywhere, dude. And he's like, ah, <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Okay. I got a headache and they're out there. Okay, but on the flip side, okay, I want to sit there and just take a moment to actually talk about the set of the house. Like, and just how fucking badass the entire set was. Like, I yeah, fucking loved all the glass panels, you know, the, the Latin yeah. um, barrier spells that were on the doors. That they don't like, question fucking, at all. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> still, though, it's just, I, I just love, I love this set, and I love the fact that they actually built the set. I love that it, the only thing that was CGI, like, for the set of the interior shots and shit like that was the Great Machine, uh, the, the, the spinning wheels of death, and then the exterior sliding shots. But other than that, the shit that you see in the house, everything else in the house, it, they actually fucking built. Well, and thank like, God. You know, yeah. I, the CGI that they did have was just barely above fucking DVD menu quality, man. Oh, like, some of the <laughs> yeah, stuff it, was it was so fucking... bad looking. Yeah, well, it wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, the, no, the physical uh, stuff was great. Yeah, like you said, the, the glass panels of the Latin written on it that they say, oh, look, it's Latin, and then they just fucking walk away. Like, Maggie, you know, the urban fucking, like, man, she'd be like, this is some weird fucking white people shit. I'm going to go wait in the car. No, she's like, dude, I'm going to run around this house. Like, this is fucking awesome. Let me race him on this fucking Razor scooter, 2001. Fucking popular, <laughs> those Razor scooters. Right. And then when, when he's being chased by one of the ghosts, just fucking throw it to the side and run. It's slower if you're on that fucking razor scooter. Like, you're not getting farther. You just run. <laughs> he's a this, nope. is, this is also Product the placement. 2000s, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s thing of getting that sassy black guy or sassy black girl in the movie, you know. Rod, yeah. Typically, there's, typically there's some kind of, like, exactly, typically there's some kind of music industry person, you know, Brandy from Jason vs. Freddy, or not Brandy, who was that? That was, uh... Oh, was, uh, no, uh, yeah. Uh, Chick- uh, Kelly Rowland? TLC, maybe? Kelly Rowland. Oh, yeah, she Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, there we go. Yeah. I got it. I got there eventually, man. That's my brain. And also uh, LL Cool J and, and Deep Blue Sea. My hat is like a shock you know, And he was in H2O <laughs> as well. So come on, that guy's a double. That's right, double he was. There, Ronnie. <laughs> her rich melons. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. Him and his fucking romance novel. Uh, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's just weird, you know. Again, like Monkey said, unfortunately, the fucking body count really happens at the very beginning of this movie. And, like, everything mm-hmm. that's occurring from here on out is literally like, ooh, let's see where the walls are going to shift. Ooh, let's see the family dynamic. Ooh, this person gets attacked but not killed. Yeah, it's just like, uh, kill people. Come on. Like, there needed to be a team. Like, when, when, when What's-Her-Face comes back in, Kalina, like, she needed to have yeah. a team of people with her. Like, you know, even if it's only, like, three, yeah, so four can... people. More bodies. Give <laughs> them kills. So the, yeah, that too. You know, when they show up, they have more <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great when she came back. But I love when uh, you have Benjamin, the lawyer, and he's walking through, and he's seeing all the ghosts of the, uh, the viewfinders. 
which was a throwback to the original one that gave you out 3D glasses. But he sees, like, the naked chick, and he's like, oh, great tits. You know, I'm a lawyer. And then he hits that button, and all of a sudden he backs up into the wall, and it clashes into him. It was a very bad CGI effect, but I kind of dug it just because he was cut in half. And they had something they didn't happen too often. Anytime they do that shot, I fucking love it. I, I don't, you know, where yeah, you do the cut, and then you do the slow slow divide. I, I don't yeah. care. I always fucking love it. I, I always do. It's <laughs> memorable Split, yeah. and very enjoyable. It's the death of the movie. You know, as far as like yeah, the, the, the whole film goes, this is the one to see. Like, if you know, you're to, to ever see any highlights, this is the kind of thing that does it. You know, it was great in its time. It's still enjoyable to watch. You know, I like the fact that his eyes are still moving around. There's all those little details that they put in. Oh, it was great. <laughs> all the way down, all the way down that slide, his eyes and his mouth are moving. I was like, that's fucking genius. Yeah, it's very cool. And, and then of course you have to have Maggie say, "Where'd the water go? I guess he split." Yeah. Fucking 2001, We're hitting hit the fun. <laughs> We're fucking killing <laughs> them You see how smart we are? <laughs> yeah. Except they couldn't come up with a fucking fun pun for Maggie to say at the end of the movie when she blows away somebody. Couldn't quite do that in this movie. It would have been great. No. Even though we do close out on it. You know, the, the, the ghoul girl mentioned that when we first see the, uh, the, the, the chick, the angry princess, you know, she's like... Mm-hmm. Is that Cheryl? You know, because she actually kind of looked like <laughs> that. I'm like, I wish. I wish. <laughs> and with the ghost, that was the other thing I was also impressed with, is that they didn't do any CGI with the ghost. And that the ghosts were 100% fucking practical. You know, and they spent the time in the makeup chair. They, you know, creative teams actually built all this shit and did tons of hours of latex. I fucking loved it, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All the creatures yes. look great. All the ghosts, I should say, look great. I mean, I, I didn't have a problem. Yes and no. Yes and, and he was wrong hmm, to okay. argue on that. The thing is, is am I glad they went practical? Of course. I love anything that has physicality. Uh, but there were times in which you can clearly see that it was like a full-on like latex-style suit not having any real tactile, like, skin as far as, like, just the look and the, the... And I get that the idea is it's supposed to look like a supernatural entity and this and that, but I think that's also why they did so many flashing-style scenes. Like, it's almost one of those, like, hey, we want to be stylistic, but we also don't want you to look at these things for too long because then you see how big <laughs> yeah. they really look. That's why they're going to give you the flashes, man. That's why I appreciated the glasses. Because if you put them on, you see a flash, you take them off, they're gone. Like, you're not staring at the the fucking jackal. But the problem is, is the the glasses, even with the glasses on, the creatures were still flashing. It's not like people would put them on and take them off. They put them on, and the fucking creatures still flashed. Like, you never would see them solidly, you know? And that fucking drove me nuts the entire film. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. (laughs) I just... I just enjoyed how far they went practical in this entire movie, man. I was just really impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, there was certain sequences, like, uh, with the jackal that I liked, with, with uh, Shannon Elizabeth's character, when she gets fucked up right in the back and they're slicing her clothes. But I love it when Arthur, Tony Shalhoub's character, also gets fucked up by the, by the jackal. And you hear Matthew Lord in the background saying, don't be a girl, get up. After his fucking <laughs> back has been ripped apart by this fucking jackal. Don't be a girl, man. Get up and run. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, then. 
I'm just going to get right up and start running with you. I wasn't attacked or anything. <laughs> it's just so yeah. weird. <laughs> but again, this, like I enjoy just watching Matthew Lillard be Matthew Lillard throughout the entire movie, yes. like you said, man. <laughs> and he's wearing that really fucking horrific suit from 2001 that can only work in early 2001. Where it's like the fucking fire red shirt with the black jacket and pants. I'm like, that is 2001. That was a style that he should have been wearing the Kangol hat backwards. So that to complete that fucking outfit. <laughs> That's the only thing that would have made it oh. more 2001. Wow, you went Kangol. Shit. <laughs> right? Because that's what I yeah. think, you know, when I want to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got to interrupt this. What did I miss? What did I miss? What makes it to 2001? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, Dennis's suit, Matthew Lillard's suit. Just because it's like that fiery red fucking uh, shirt and then the black suit, jacket, and pants. I was like, if you put on a candle yeah. hat backwards, he would be fucking 2001 complete. Uh, like, I was like, oh, man. He, he, he would have he been Samuel Jackson going to an award ceremony. <laughs> Damn. Ouch. Monkey get that one, man. <laughs> but yeah, we also get reintroduced to Kalina, played by Embed Davids, who you might know from Only of Darkness. Give me some sugar, baby. Yep. You know, so it's great to see her in this movie Hello, where talk, she baby. she does fucking every fucking information done possible, and that's why I love this fucking length of the movie. She real quick. All right, two seconds go. All right, so anyway, he built this machine that's uh, made by the devil, but also made by him, and it can open up the gates of hell, and that's why all these spirits are here, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to save your family because possibly your wife is here. <gasps> and anyway, I got to talk about more about this, but later because we have to run now. I was like, man, I just I love the fucking insanely fast you know drop that they do before they get to the office. Yeah, the library. Oh, and by the way, yeah, and oh by the way, did we mention your wife is one of the ghosts? Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, no. She's also here. There she is. Anyway, we got to go. No, you can't talk to her. You can talk to her later. Promise. <laughs> right, because she does show up burnt, the thing. You know, But that's what they get into the part of the storyline about. It's not just 12 ghosts that are part of the Dark Zodiac. It's also that you need to, you know, have the a Dark Zodiac. Ghost. I kept laughing at that one. The, the Dark Zodiac. <laughs> Oh, see, okay, this is what this did. This was fucking Starship Troopers. Want to know more? <laughs> Click the link. You know, that's what you had to do. You want to yeah, know more? That's it. You, you want to know about the Dark Zodiac? <laughs> Follow the menu. Click the link. <laughs> but instead, we learn about the Ocularis Infernum, which, yeah, is part of the, the black, you know, the, the, the Zodiac. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. I'm like, there's an, an opposite Zodiac. People reading the newspaper for their dark Zodiac sign. Get my horror scope. Horror yeah, it's scope. good fun, King. But, um, but, but, but yeah. again, this is why I, this is one of the reasons I liked the movie is because it had, like, with the dark Zodiac and with the Inocularian and with the dark machine and all of this and that, it felt very much like a, a, a nice, creepy PlayStation 2 game to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm playing Silent Hill for a little while. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was going to pull the Silent Hill card, man. Oh, that'd be too, sorry. It's 2001. This, I had to break out this Silent Hill. This would have made a great video game. That's the thing. I could have. Yeah. a maze-like environment with 12 built-in bosses. And you know what? By the end, you know, you, you have this, this whole choice that you can make. This really would have been a better video game than a movie. 
<laughs> we could have done without yeah. the, uh, you know, so, some of the so, some of the other things. Like Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I don't know. I know people like that. Uh, I know people like that. That guy was monk for a long time. I can't, I can't deal with the man. He just bothers me. He's an annoying style. <laughs> I like Tony Shalhoub. I mean, just, I don't mind him, you know, but just, in this movie, he's playing Tony Shalhoub. Everybody's playing themselves. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub is Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham, F. Murray Abraham, Matthew Willard, Matthew Willard, Rob Digget in the wrong movie. She doesn't even know where she is. As Maggie, <laughs> you know, I think I even at one point she does that. Like, fuck white people. Like, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah, that he was good in Galaxy Quest. Though. I liked him in that. Now it's like the monks. I mean, I watched a couple episodes of Monk. I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't watch a couple episodes, but um, yeah, it's it's the ocular infernum, and of course Arthur knows that means the devil's eye or the eye of hell. The eye of hell. Sorry, and he knows it because he speaks Latin <laughs> for some reason, and. The fact and that Tony Shalhoub was the yeah, voice ahead, of Splinter in the latest fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies? I didn't even realize I did that. not know that. Huh. Uh, wow. Go back okay. and watch those again. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like you said, you know, the machine is supposed to sit there and capture ghosts, but it allows the users to see the past, present, and future, and then they can sit there and be, you know, the rule of the world, you know, which I'm not sure Tony Shalhoub what? wants to be that. <laughs> no, why is it? No, but so why knows, did his uncle like, leave? A, why did his uncle no. leave this house? <laughs> yeah, but isn't so because he's like, dude, my fucking nephew sucks and he's a sucker, and I'll just have him go to this house so he could be the thirteenth ghost because he's fucking lame. Like, I don't think Tony Shalhoub's gonna be the fucking ruler of hell. I mean, how boring would that be? You get the fucking hell, and he's like, hello, how you doing? Uh, welcome to hell. Um, you know, the the torture rooms are over there. And I think you're yeah. really going to like where we put you. We didn't put you next to the ice machine. We put you right next to the casino. It's a lot better. Anyway, enjoy your stay. I'm Tony Shalhoub. Right? I would, I would, would, would want to find a good one to work. Oh, you, you, don't, you don't like your yeah. room? Oh, you don't like your room? Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's see what we can do to fix that and make your stay a little bit more accommodating. <laughs> Whatever we can do, I decided to sacrifice myself so you could be comfortable in hell. Thank you. You know, you should be thanking me. But if you don't want to, that's fine. Anyway, here's your DVD copy of 13 Ghosts. Check out the special <laughs> features. I think you're going to like them. Okay, and you keep cracking on that shit, but at the same time, I really, really enjoyed the special features did. on the DVD. I'm not trying to talk about it, but imagine getting <laughs> that and they only have VCRs. Like, here's your DVD copy of 13 Ghosts, but we only have VCRs. <laughs> No! Imagine only, ha- imagine only having digital versions of the movie available. So I don't have DVD features to watch. I don't get any of those extras like behind the fucking story scenes of these fucking ghosts. All I get is the fucking little sh- rinky-dink shit and info they give you on this movie, man. They needed to give me more info about the ghosts. I wanted to know their stories. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, I... A little bit more about them would have been nice, except for, like, the little tips that you get. But anyway, so, yeah, it, for this to work, you have to have Arthur be the 13th ghost and sacrifice himself for pure love, and it's going to combat all the evil that's contained with the machine and then shut it down. So, you have Kalina kind of saying this to him, and she's like, yeah, we're going to get it done. <laughs> Again, I, this is the problem that I have, and I think women, if you're listening to this, you're probably not, because why would you be listening to this podcast? But if you're in a horror movie and you find yourself in love with the bad guy, and you're like, he's so fucking charming and sweet. You help him fake his death. Please know that you're going to die. Just know that you're <laughs> sacrificing yourself. 
and not for the greater good, not for sacrifice. No, he's going to take your kiss, and he's going to go, thanks for the work, babe, and then smack you by the fucking wall. Then you're going to be dead. So, no, don't <laughs> fall in love with the bad guy. Fall in love with the hero, because the bad guy is just going to fucking kill you and throw you away. That's what villains do. Watch a movie once in a while, people. <laughs> Harley Quinn and Joker are not a love story. <laughs> it's just saying. We're just saying <laughs> it again to the people in the back. No, Beauty and the Beast is Stockholm Syndrome. And that's what that is. And the wagon is a chick getting off on a dude with a flying carpet and a big dick. Wise. What about Lady and the Tramp? That's just bestiality, man. There's no explanation for that. That's just like against God. I don't even know why Disney has that. Bestiality? It's not like there's people fucking animals. That's a bestiality. No, but there's dogs boning each other. I mean, it's like, I don't want to see that. Not in my movies. Maybe at a stag party I put it on, but no. It's romantic, even though, you know what? It's, It's funny that you actually say that, because most people wouldn't even put two and two together and see anything with that, right? Except if you watched... The live action version of, you, of, uh, of, of Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus. Yeah. What you might notice about the ending is it's completely different. Lady and the Tramp don't have any puppies because God forbid they ever let kids think these days that anything fucking mates. They want kids to think that they're fucking magically coming out of fucking holes in the ground or something, man. But yeah, they don't have they, the puppies. So Lady and the Tramp don't have the puppies? Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Man, Monkey just got a shock. <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. They took oh, away right. the fake babies. <laughs> I was afraid of babies. This is supposed to be comfortable hell with Tony Shaloub. <laughs> this is what happens when Tony Shaloub runs hell. This is why we don't set him run Disney either, apparently. But yeah, you know, so we have Dennis that's going around, and now he has come to the moment where he's going to try and do something right. So he, he, him and um, Arthur decide that they're going to take a piece of Echo Bar glass. That's what it's called. That's the brand name in the movie is Echo Bar glass, and they're going to take a piece of it and use it as a shield while they go look for. Arthur's son in the basement. <laughs> yeah, the basement that he's been in the entire time, and just because they can't find him, and apparently in this in this house everything is fucking uh, just soundproof. You can't hear anything, and also to protect yourself against spirits, you just need to have a piece of the the last. You don't need to have the whole fucking thing. You just take up a piece of whatever you want and just walk around with it in front of you, and the ghost can't get you. Sound logic for this movie. Doesn't yeah. matter what piece you grab. It could, it could say, I yeah. like fucking horny teenagers. You're still going to be protected. <laughs> and I like that they're just carrying this kind of, like, you know, just pretty fucking easy. And, you know, I know the ghoul has carried it just like I have. Big-ass, huge pieces of glass. And that yeah, shit is not fucking light. You know, and it's nope. just, you know. <laughs> at that and they're carrying it around like a piece of plastic. Shit, for that shit to be, like, to be soundproof and everything, I can tell you right now, in back of this house... Um, that that we we currently live in. Um, I guess my uh, you know my my buddy, his mom used to work at a bank, so there's a couple of you know pieces of bank glass back there. And at one point I was like, oh hey, let me move this big piece of bank bank glass, figuring 
it's going to be glass, you know, okay, is it heavy? Of course it is, but it's not going to be that heavy. Yeah, let's just say the bank glass <laughs> is still in the same exact fucking location that it was when I attempted to move it, because that shit ain't fucking going anywhere. It's heavy as fuck. I should figure out a way to move it. <laughs> I like how... Dennis decides to sacrifice himself in this fucking movie and become yet another ghost that's fucking unexplainable why he comes back and the warrior doesn't. But he decides to take a piece of glass and he protects Arthur with it. The juggernaut uh, comes out with, with the other uh, spirit. And I'm the juggernaut, bitch! For some reason I kept saying that over and on in my head because <laughs> X3 was in there. But, yeah, he picks him up and he fucking breaks him in half, Bane style, up against the pole. And I was like, dude, this guy's fucking dead already. He's like, he's dead. He's dead already. Stop hurting him. But no, he just gets fucking wailing on him with that fucking pole until he drops the body to the floor and it's like, oh, man, Dennis is out. No, he's not. He's in a house where ghosts come back. You'll see him in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I, like, I enjoyed this whole thing because it was him sacrificing himself because, again, the, he had done everything with Cyrus of collecting the 12 ghosts purely for a paycheck. You know, that's all it was. And, you know, kind of like mercenary, you know, who no pain, no nothing. Uh, though, we get to this weird thing because we never even mentioned his fucking superpowers. Because Dennis has fucking superpowers. <laughs> he's a psychic. He's got superpowers that give him a lot of headaches. And he just needs to curb the edge, man. Carrying around his fucking pill bottle the entire time. Yeah, that's his big fucking power. It just gives him headaches, and he knows where ghosts are because he wears glasses. Yeah. You know that tell me. Yeah, but, yeah, but also on top of that, if anyone touches them, then their entire life flashes before his eyes as well. You know, so that's why he <laughs> knew that the fourth ghost was Tony Shalhoub's wife is because he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I want <laughs> that power. why he's doing it. <laughs> I want that power just so what? people will fucking leave me alone. Like, you know, so if I'm just around and people are like, oh, man, I haven't seen you for a while. Give me a hug. I'd be like, don't touch me. I'll see your death. And they'll be like, oh, man, yeah, we don't want to give that guy a hug. <laughs> nope, nope. No, no, no. Stay away from me. If you do, I will predict your death. I don't think you want to. It's like, aren't you just antisocial? No, I swear. It's powers, man. You don't want to know. I heard you shit yourself to death. You really want me to tell you? <laughs> all right, all right. And I won't Taco take your hand. Fine, go away. In a in a Taco Bell bathroom, no less. While uh, eating, yeah, a, while know. trying to eat a while trying to eat a Taco Taco. <laughs> he didn't make it all the way through. He made it halfway through, and he died. I'm sorry. Um, oh shit! At, I don't think you want the Choco Tacos from Taco Bell, man, because I don't think that's the same no. Taco Taco you're getting from the fucking ice cream truck. <laughs> no. Um, but we also get that, like I said, we got the review earlier that Cyrus is still alive and he faked his death and Arthur realizes it too after he takes down his glasses and realizes that he's still there and then he just very effeminately hits him in the face. Like, when you look oh. at it, you could just see his, his fists aren't even like fists. They're just kind of like tapping on his face. I was like, okay, yeah. so he's just going to tap, tap him? <laughs> you know, take this, you heathen, take that. I will not stand for this in this house. <laughs> Luckily for him, the fucking ghost fucking decide to get freed, and they're just gonna carry him off into the fucking uh, the silver spheres that are flying around the knives. It was a fucking cool moment. Just it went too fast. When they all picked him up, and yeah. he's like, "Oh no, no!" I was like, "I wish he had a head flying at the camera." You know, when the razor sharp <laughs> rings are flying around, I was like, "That's cool," but it was so CGI, it hurt. 
Like it was one of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah no they just threw that in there, and that was what the ghoul was saying. Yeah, it's just too much CGI. But um, once the fucking oh, no, happened, it's not that it's too much again. CGI. It's just that the CGI that they did use was it's the reason why they didn't use too much yeah. of it. I think. <laughs> but again, but it turns into yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mikey. Oh no! I was just gonna counter with the ghoul is one of the extras on the DVD was about <laughs> CGI, and it's talking mm. about like how proud they were of how good of a job they did on the CGI. Well, 2001, they probably film. were. It's and it's 2001. <laughs> they should be. I'm not knocking it then. I'm knocking it for it now. You know what I mean? It's compared to what we eventually saw. And don't get me wrong. Listen, it, was, it wasn't like there wasn't great CGI at that time, too. This is post-Matrix, okay? So there were other yeah. films out at this point that did do some cool shit with CGI. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's like in retrospect, it just makes it even more fun. Because like you said, there are some great movies out there with some great CGI. Then there's some really bad movies with horrible CGI. I'm looking at you, mummy. Part two. With the rock. <laughs> oh, no, no, not the Scorpion King. Oh, that was terrible. And that was in fucking daylight too. I was like, how dare they show this fucking thing in the daylight? There's, you couldn't make it nighttime, so you kind of shadow it. <laughs> nope. Fucking daytime is shit. It's like twelve noon, and he's fucking coming out of that fucking pyramid. Just complete fucking horrible CGI. But um, yeah, after Cyrus gets knocked into the the razor sharp rings. You have Arthur, again, to go back to the ghoul saying this would have made a cool video game. Here's your video game moment where he's got to wait for the perfect moment when the blades go underneath the ground so he can run across and get to his kids because he wants <laughs> to save them. and he, he has to make that final fucking leap of faith like Indiana Jones did in part three to get to his kids <laughs> and ultimately save their lives. Leap of faith, leap of faith. Yeah, yeah, the, the man shall pass. He <laughs> chose uh, wisely. Yeah, no, this, this definitely is a uh, is the video game moment. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, wow, man, I, I know I've done this before in a game somewhere. So I think it was one of, one yeah, of the of Raider games that had something. <laughs> oh, of course you did. Yeah. And then I love how you have Maggie in the background. She's just fucking turning things off and turning things on. She has no idea what the fuck she's doing. She's like, fuck this shit, fuck this house. Fuck everything in it. I'm going to fucking do some DJing a little bit with the fucking record. I'm going to scratch a little bit, and I'm going to fucking break everything in this house. Fuck you. Fuck you, Whitey. Your house, it sucks. <laughs> and that's what ultimately saves everybody. The fact yes. that she's just like, fuck this house and everybody in it. <laughs> she did a good job. Yeah, but he jumps into the middle, he's, and they just sit there while everything else falls apart around them. Everything starts catching on fire yeah. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, and after it's all said and done, I'm just like, man, I hope there was some insurance paperwork involved with all this shit that was going on, so at least they can get some money after this. Didn't he, <laughs> so he needed to get like, it at the beginning of the movie? Didn't he say he needed to get homeowner's insurance? <laughs> that was the whole thing, where he's like, I'm going to have to get homeowner's insurance now. So I don't think he has it. I think he's fucked. I don't think he's walking out of this with any money. He's just chalking this up for a loss and going back to his apartment. Well, <laughs> I mean, honey, I hope no you way. enjoyed that bathroom. <laughs> so here's a handle from the toilet if you want to keep it and remember how great that bathroom was. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Dad. Mm. You're welcome, hon. And, you, of course, you have to have the Gene, the mother, come back at the end and not say anything with her mouth. Just like, 
be good. And then this guy just flown off in the fucking space. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been awesome. I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) I saw some funny shit earlier today, man. It was like uh, somebody took like a bunch of pictures from like various times. I guess people took the, the whatever that ride is, the ET ride. I don't know if that's at Universal Studios or whatever it is. Yes, it is. Like, I, think yeah, so. I did it. Steven, yeah. I did it. Of course you did. Every time they, you know, somebody snaps a picture of ET, it looks like you're fucking losing to them in like a rap battle. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> I saw that meme earlier. I saw that. I was cracking up. At him. He's in a rap battle. He's got his hands up. He's got his hands down. He's pointing. He's pointing the shit. It's like, what up? <laughs> yeah. Wonder what fucking shit he's out. But of course, like I said earlier, in these movies, you got to have the urban fucking expression or some kind of catchphrase for the trailer. No, in this one, you just end up with Maggie walking in the house going, I fucking quit. I'm on the first motherfucking flight to Newark. And then you just fucking cut the credits. Is that like, you don't see Tony Shalhoub and the kids walking out of the house. You don't see, no, this Rob Digger kicking shit over and going, I quit. And then he cut to some weird hip hop song for the credits. Hugging in the middle of the fucking circle thingy, man. Yeah, Maggie. They couldn't invite her in, like, oh shit, we have a nanny. Yeah, it should have been like the LL Cool J where he just shows up and he's like, look, everybody, I'm still here. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, you were in this movie. He's like, the fuck yeah, we know. I got shot in the head by Survive. They didn't hear her because the fucking glass is soundproof, so. That's true. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's that person that you forgot was in the movie survived. I'm sorry, Mike. Oh, oh, uh, but on the, yeah, but that is supposed to be soundproof, except when Raw Digger is (laughs) yelling instructions to Dennis about how to duck and weave around a ghost. Apparently, then Dennis can hear perfectly fine going, no, duck, duck now, now jump over to the right. He can hear all of that shit, even though the glass is supposed to be soundproof. He can Wouldn't read her he, lips. Uh, yeah, that's true, because it was in two different rooms. I forgot about that. that movie, uh-huh. This movie isn't a movie that's consistent. If you want consistency, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be like, 13 ghosts, that's my first well, choice. I bet you if you find that super secret DVD <laughs> menu option, it explains to you why why Dennis could hear her through that glass. That was that 20-minute oh, extra that you must have missed. Oh, I didn't click the Easter egg at the right time. That's all. Oh, I was supposed to wait for this, the, the ceiling spells to light up at the right time, and I was supposed to hit enter on my remote when the spells on the walls lit up or some shit like that. <laughs> When that oh, when the weird happen. Lord of the Rings Latin showed up on the floor, yeah. That's yeah, when you should have yeah. hit it. <laughs> <laughs> but you missed it. Now you're never going to know because uh, you're probably never going to go back to 13 Ghosts. No. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> well, Even though I own the DVD. One, yeah, this is like the perfect <laughs> movie for us to go to bed to on a regular basis. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a perfect movie because it goes by quick. You don't really have to pay attention much. And it's funny because after I'd watched it, I remember thinking to myself, wait a second, there was a sequel to House on Haunted Hill. It's, again, it's fucking terrible as shit, but there wasn't for 13 Ghosts, which I think, between the two, 13 Ghosts is a little bit more entertaining than House on Haunted Hill. You know, and I do the first here. one, but, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, same here. And and it's just, I, I thought this movie was fun, is it, but I was torn because for the longest time, I really wanted to talk about the original 13 Ghosts, 
but I didn't think it's it would okay. actually like it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, but I didn't think it would be good good enough to actually bring up on the show. So that's why no. I went with this no. one because you know it's fun. We can have fun with it. You know, it's it's a lot better. While at the same time, if you are into classic horror, you should de- you know definitely go back and check out the original Thirteen Ghosts. It's uh, definitely an experience. <laughs> well, I think that's why I didn't dig on House on Haunted Hill, the remake that came out, I think a year prior, I think it came out in 2000, is because they just tried to do what the original did. They, I mean, they, they just didn't do really anything new. They just copied everything. At least the 13 Ghosts, this one, they tried something different than the original. And whether or not it's great, I, I don't think it's great, but at least they tried to do something different than the original film, where it's just copy what they did and just put fucking gloss on it and make new uh, ghosts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's like, and they went and did their own thing while still paying, you know, proper homage to the original. You know, with things like the glasses and actually having, you know, the the twelve ghosts and whatnot. Cyrus, you know, so, you know and all that. The name, yeah. Yeah, it was a nod. Well, it's also it's because it's yeah. a Dark Castle feature, and Dark Castle was owned by Terry Castle, who's William Castle's daughter. So she had say with pretty much everything. So uh, I think that's okay. why. That's why the homages were there. That's why it felt the way it did. But, yeah, just because Dark Castle also released House and Haunted Hill, and I don't know what the fuck went wrong with that one. I mean, I'm sure it has its fans. I just think if you want a good time, you watch yeah. the Vincent Price movie. You don't watch the, the remake. Yeah. You know, if you're just looking for a yeah, fun I, yeah. party movie. With, with that one, I would much rather watch the original House than the, the remake. Oh, God. Yeah, with uh, yeah. fucking Gene Gray. Was for, the remake with this one. So was the Ghoul Girl, man. She was like, are you kidding me? Wow. The monkey would always go with the original. Why? Why would he go remake? Yeah, the original and, is it's kind of boring. It's not that great. Yeah, it. Yeah, it, that was the thing. Is about three months ago I watched it and I was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's pretty bland. Yeah, yeah it's, it's happened to you before. I remember you telling me about a couple movies that you watched where you're like, yeah, no, not for this show. Not for, I'll pick something different. But speaking of movie picks, next week, uh, Ghoul, it is your turn to pick the movie. So what are we watching next week? Okay, well, being that this weekend is the unofficial end of summer, or the official end, I don't know. Kids Yay! Are going back to school. Bring on fall. I know, you know, I, I know yeah. one of them is going back to school tomorrow. You know, the other one's going back to school next week. Um, you know, no, I'm not doing a back to school thing or anything of that nature. I'm going to go for one more week. I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. This is currently on Shudder. I have never, ever seen this movie before. We watched a little bit of it, and we were dying watching it. We are going to get back to some Fast and the Furious jokes. We're going to also go back to some Starship Troopers, because we are going to do 1994's Tammy Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Man, the gore cut. That's only on Shudder. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Classic. I'm sorry. Did I hear you right? Tammy and the T-Rex? And the T-Rex. It's Tammy got Paul Walker. It's got Denise Richards. It's so good, man. I was actually going to make the front pick on these days. It's got Bernie. Yes, it does have Terry Kaiser. I mean, uh, yeah, and Shudder has the gore cut from John Carl Beepler, uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7 fame, so... The original was more of a kid's film, more of a, you know, a fun film. Yes. And, yeah, Tammy and T-Rex, originally when it came out, it was supposed to be a horror film with a lot of gore, but they ended up turning it into a, a teeny kind of kid bopper film uh, with, with Denise Richards, Terry Kaiser, and Paul Walker of Fast and Furious fame. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this next week. Very cool. Good pick. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. Like I said, we watched the beginning of it. We were enjoying it. Crazy. It's absurd. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, I, I, yeah. yes, that much I can tell. So, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. So, yep. uh, I hope you guys enjoy all right. it. So, all right, Mikey. So, yeah, until next week, me. All right. Uh, why don't you sign yourself <laughs> off? All right. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror, and let me come in your ear. All right. We always love it. All right, Ghoul. Why don't you go ahead and hit us with a plug? Well, as per always, please go over to Etsy and all in the search engine in one word, go Bonfire Bead Designs. There you're going to find all kinds of gemstone jewelry, natural gemstone, handcrafted stuff. It's all beautiful. The Google girl works her ass off making these things. She loves to get them out there. And, uh, and again, obviously... You know, people are, are responding, people are buying. So she is making. And I don't mean making like nice. jewelry making, she's jewelry making. Um, <laughs> are you making back there? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> she's she's, don't come back she's here. crafting. She's crafting, not crafting, you know, because girls don't do that anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> you know, never like shit. I said, five sisters, I know them bitches do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, please, again, go to Etsy, all one word. Bonfire Beat Designs. Right, from that, stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. All right, and until next we meet, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying, Hail Satan, hail yourselves, and most importantly, as we close out tonight, Wakanda forever, baby. Rest in Wakanda peace, forever.